Hello, hello, hello. I'm Janessa Prudholm, wife, mom, Jesus lover, and your podcast host. You're listening to the hashtag Create Your Earth Life podcast. This podcast has converted with me from new age to Christian. And the goal here is to help you grow in your faith through Bible studies, testimonies, and real life experiences. So ex-New Agers, newborn Christians, mamas, entrepreneurs, and those who want to grow in their faith, you have come to the right podcast. Say a prayer, grab your drink of choice, and let's get growing. If you are looking for a gift for the holidays, for an anniversary, to treat yourself, or to just support a Christian store, check out Gravy's Jewelry. That is G-R-A-V-I-E-S dot shop, S-H-O-P. You can find them online at that address. I love my Child of the King Sterling Silver Ring with Cubic Zirconia diamonds. I wear it every single day and it is a wonderful reminder that Jesus is king. I also love my galaxy necklace that is made with moonstone. And my favorite part about receiving jewelry from Gravies is that every piece of jewelry comes with a verse. I have also found that the jewelry is of great quality. I have been wearing Gravies jewelry for a few months now. Gravies provides earrings, adjustable rings, bracelets, and reversible necklaces, which means you're paying the price of one for two. The most fabulous thing about Gravies is that almost all their jewelry is $30 or less. Gravies provides all faith-based jewelry. They have sales all the time. And you can use my name, Janessa, J-E-N-A-S-A, for 15% off your purchase. So head on over to Gravies, that's G-R-A-V-I-E-S period shop, and get something for a friend, a family member, or treat yourself. Remember that you can get 15% off with my name, J-E-N-A-S-A. Hi guys, today we have a guest on. Her name is Roseanne Forte. She is a author of the book, The Plans He Has for Me, a 12-week daily devotional for going alcohol-free. Roseanne, could you introduce yourself, please? Uh, hi, Janessa. Um, I I got it right, right? Yes, you did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, thank you for having me. Um, I am actually an alcohol-free coach, and I did write a daily devotional um, for you know how to how to change your relationship with alcohol um, over a twelve-week period using God's Word. I my story is um, one where I secretly suffered. I think like a lot of people do with this habit that you know because the world really is so accepting of alcohol and, and the lies and the promises that it does, you know, it makes you happier. It's more romantic. It's more fun. It's needed for social occasions, reduce anxiety, 
you know, let's use it when we're depressed. <laughs> yeah, all these reasons. And I, I certainly indulged in it for all of those reasons for a lot of years. And as, as anybody knows, um, who either knows somebody or is struggling with this, it's progressive, right? The longer you do it, the more it takes to get an effect, the more you're stealing joy out of your life. And then you go, you know, this really isn't good for me. <clears throat> I need to stop. <laughs> and then it starts. So you were like, oh, wait, that's hard. And then you start the mental gymnastics, like only after five, only with friends, only on holidays, only on weekends, only on vacations. Right? <laughs> and all those promises don't work. And so now your word is not meaning anything to you and your self-confidence is getting lower and lower. There's nobody you can talk to about it because you feel like if you, and I'll give you my experience. And as a coach, I, I think many people have validated this. You know, you, you believe that if you tell somebody, they're going to go, well, oh, are you an alcoholic? Well, maybe you should be going to AA. And for me, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that because, you know, I don't want, I, I already had a really um, low self-esteem. I, I literally, I hated myself. So going into a place and calling myself a name was not an option. And then as far as I knew, it was higher power based. And I had loved Jesus. I loved him. So I didn't think that was going to help either. So you secretly suffer with it. And then um, during COVID, when COVID hit, I was like, I'm going to die because <laughs> alcohol suppresses the immune system and it, it suppresses your lung function. And I used to be a really heavy smoker. I quit 15 years ago and I had some compromised lungs and I was drinking heavily. So I quit out of fear um, and then maybe a few weeks into it, I signed up for a secular coaching program. Like, Hey, let's put alcohol to the side for three weeks. Hmm. And I, I was so transformed over those three weeks. I mean, three months, it was incredible. My blood pressure went down. My resting heart rate went down. My weight went down. My self-confidence went up. My joy went up. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh my goodness. And, um, you know, I recognized a lot of God's word being taught in the secular program. I was a Bible study leader. I was a leader in the church. I was treasurer of the church, right? Mm -hmm. I, that, and that's a lot of secret suffering, right? And, um, you know, and I just recognized all of God's word embedded in all of these teachings. And I was telling my pastor, I'm like, why did I pray for all these years to make it go away? And then I have to go to a secular program, you know, and he said, well, he goes, he goes, the world is teaching the kingdom without the king. And that probably resonates with you a lot, right, with, with your podcast. But yeah, <clears throat> and I just felt like there needed to be a resource for people like I wish I had had that resource. Right. And so. I became a coach with that program. I, I enrolled a lot of people. I had a lot of conversations. A lot of people were coming in as Christians and had never shared this 
secret with anybody before and they have a lot of shame and, and guilt because they knew it, you know their behaviors were inconsistent with how god expected them to behave and i you know welcomed them in and then i just started documenting like just in handwritten form scripture and prayers and I started texting them every day and they're like, oh my gosh, this is so good. Thank you. You need to do it. So that's how the devotional came about is just matching up everything I learned in a coaching program with God's word. And so I like to tell my story. It's the collision between science, which is what I deal with is the science of the brain. Um, the collision between science, God's word and my personal suffering. So. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. And you can just see, and I always say this, but I just, I love pointing it out that God can use everything, no matter the situation for good and turn things around, which is amazing. Thank you for saying that because I do believe when I look at my life, because I've been a Christian for 30 years and, um, I believe that everything I did in my life has been has culminated to this moment in time where I can influence others for him and I don't think any of my suffering was wasted although I doubt <laughs> let's put it this way the name of the devotional is the plans he has for me and the origination of that came in a time of great suffering my marriage fell apart I was drinking heavily and I really didn't want to be on the on this earth anymore and I just used to pray like God I'm done can you just take me now and I and I remember reading that scripture and I'm like I'd cry out like what plan could you possibly have for me God what plan but I walked in faith knowing you know and believing there was one and here I am today an author and a coach <laughs> well thank you for sharing with us um that very vulnerable story of how you felt that way. I'm sure there are a lot of people that can relate um, that who are Christians and maybe even feel shameful about it because there are a lot of people who are like, we're Christians and we're joyful and we're happy, but there is suffering. Um, there are Christians who struggle and that's okay. And God, God will help us through it. And you're right. He does have plans for us. Right. Right. And I just like having a resource that, <clears throat> you know, brings the shame away. I, I just, I like to say it's not a character flaw. It's a neurological habit. Of course, we have to get the substance out of our body, um, you know, and develop homeostasis. There's a substance portion, but that, that part goes away really quickly. I used to smoke cigarettes and they used to tell me that the nicotine is out of your body in three days. <laughs> I'm like, tell my body that on day four, because <laughs> That is, or on day 30, right? It's just, but once we get the substance out, it's changing a neurological habit, something that you've done over and over and over again. And so, um, you know, God created our beautiful minds, their energy saving mechanisms. So we don't have to learn everything from scratch, right? Every day. And, um, uh, we can get to and from work without really thinking about it. Like, wait, how did I get there in my driveway? I don't even remember anything. That's that operating system in the back. And that's what we're dealing with changing, right? We're renewing our minds. And um, and that's a really science-based approach to what's happening 
when we change our habits. Amen. So a couple, two questions. One is this book can be used for other things other than going alcohol-free. It's for breaking bad habits, correct? Well, that is an interesting question. So I um, I wrote it because I'm an expert on alcohol, but I realized that all habits can be broken <laughs> with the same, you know, kind of scripture and philosophy. I'd say about 10 to 15% of it is um, either substance related or alcohol related, but a lot of it is can be used for anything. And so if you go and you look at the reviews on Amazon, shockingly, almost all of them say, this is not only for alcohol, this can be for any bad habit. And I even had one blogger who reviewed it and she said, Alcohol wasn't even my issue and she didn't share what was, but she said this devotional saved my life. So I guess that wasn't the intention, but it it's the result. <laughs> so yes. Yeah. Okay. And then can you explain to listeners why it is a 12 week devotional? Like what is 12 weeks? What's why is there a specific number? Yeah, my original intention was to do 90 days because I was in a 90 day program. And um, and I ran out of inspiration <laughs> before. <laughs> and I said, okay, God, I guess you wanted it 12 weeks. Um, but the real reason that it's that long is because it takes a long time to change habits. A lot of people, you know, they'll try, they'll try dry January or sober October and um, they're like, okay, I'm done. And they're just like, ready to start and then everything comes crashing back, right? Once we have that homeostasis, which takes about two weeks, but some people as long as four, depending on how much they're drinking, um, then we wanna start practicing that habit. And so what, what I focus on in kind of the second four week um, thing is to understand that God um, created us with a gift to be used for his kingdom. And to, and for many of us, we're not using that gift because maybe alcohol or our other habits, right, are taking up more space than, so I encourage people to find their gifts and start using them because I know that we all excel when we're using what God gifted us. The other thing I focus on in the second <clears throat> four weeks is forgiveness many of us drink because of situations where it's really difficult to forgive ourselves or forgive other people, right? Just mm -hmm. a lot of suffering. And we use alcohol to numb the pain of our suffering. But I want to let people know that God asks us to forgive so we can see something new in the future, staying in the past as a result of sin. I mean, this is the greatest gift that God gives us, right? Mm. Is forgiveness. And when we can learn what that really means, the slate is wiped clean, you know, and we can move forward unencumbered and see what's possible. So this is about hope, you know, God does have a plan, but we, we need to leave the past in the past and explore the future. And so forgiveness. And then, you know, the third is just to really start noticing and documenting what changes have taken place. Because a lot about the drinking, they call it cognitive dissonance, right? It's 
It's feeling two completely competing things against the same thing. So we romanticized about all these things that alcohol gave us. But <clears throat> the real thing it gave us is lack of sleep, lack of clarity, lack of relationship, lack of um, self-confidence, lack of health. Um, and so it's like, wow, you've done this for a while. What's changed? What's changed? Like, we're always looking for truth. And then it's always, it's documenting how we feel. Like, I know a lot of your um, guests talk about this Holy Spirit infilling. And, it, and when we remove that substance and we start feeling like, oh my gosh, <laughs> why did I fall for that lie, right? And, and then I like to give people a choice on week 13 because that empowers us, right? God doesn't force us to follow him. He doesn't force us not to sin, you know? And I think um, empowering people with that choice, because when I signed up for 90 days, there was no way when you have that kind of habit, or I'll use the word addiction in this case, I don't like to use that word, but you cannot see the light through the end of the tunnel. And you have just got to go, well, what's possible for this short time? And <clears throat> I think that's another thing about a lot of the other programs out there. You have to come to terms with it for the rest of your life. And people aren't ready for that. So I'm like, let's see what's possible. And let's really work inside these 12 weeks to see the change and the transformation that comes because most people are going, oh, I can't do this for the rest of my life, please. And I'm like, no, 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 just 12 weeks. Okay, now let's do this. Now let's do that. Let's experience this. Let's practice that. And so I'm creating transformation as we go, right? <laughs> and so it makes it a lot easier to choose a path and um, not force people into thinking, right? Um, yeah. So it's it's just about changing our relationship and finding truth. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. My uh, next question was going to be, what is your suggestion after the 12 weeks? Because I know in AA, a lot of people, they go for life. They go once a week or twice a week to a meeting and they, you know, they share every time they're at a meeting or they just listen to people, but that is what helps keep them sober is going. And though AA is not for everyone, um, this is 12 weeks. So your suggestion after is to choose a path, whether it's AA or church or do you have any other suggestions yeah, um, and I'm developing that because I am a new author right and I'm in the midst of my own coaching program I um I do have if you if you buy the book you get access to a private Facebook group so that you can support others I do ask people that have been alcohol free for quite some time like what made the difference and they go the people the connection I plan on um, trying to write another book for the church um, <clears throat> so that people can lead studies on their own and bring it to church. Like if this, if you find this transformation helpful, maybe you can do a Bible study with your friends or, you know, challenge other people. So you're just always in connection with people that are transforming. So I have I'm in the process of developing a bunch of different avenues where people can stay connected. Um, I have a 
I'm going to be developing a, a, a program that comes after the coaching that's but super inexpensive, like a fraction of the cost of what you would have spent on drinking. Um, <laughs> that'll bring coaching and wisdom and special workshops to people or the private Facebook group, which is free, or encourage you to do it at your church as a Bible study. But at the end of the book, I do say, stay connected, stay focused, stay involved with other people that are choosing this path. Because we know the more we get away from God and and his word and stop practicing, you know, the more we can drift away. And so staying in that is, is really important. Yeah, definitely. All right. So is there anything else you would like to share with the listeners about your book, the plans he has for me? Just that it's a, you know, it's a real hope. It's a real hope based book that, I, I have, and just, I know people in the coaching program, I have an atheist and agnostic and somebody who said she was going to, she's looking forward to meeting God. And this is for people that may have maybe a negative view of God. And I, I think that I try to use every scripture that's encouraging and that shows that how much he loves us, that it wasn't a bunch of rules to make our life miserable. It was a bunch of love, uh, loving instruction from our father in heaven, right? To keep us safe from, you know, from danger. And as people walk through this, they, they really start to get that and get a connection with him and it's consistent 84 consecutive days with God can be nothing but transformational. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's really beautiful to hear that there is an atheist and someone who is agnostic in the group. Right. And I haven't, I haven't checked in with the atheist. The agnostic is literally reading the devotional twice a day. So I know he's being transformed. Um, and the uh, the one who said she wanted to meet God has complete. She's in day forty four, and she's completely transformed, like completely transformed. She just wrote a testimonial for me on Monday, and um, it was incredible about finding her purpose in life. Like being when you feel like you have been given a gift and it's to be used for the kingdom, it changes your whole perspective. And everybody knows they have a gift. Everyone knows they have a gift and it doesn't matter what it is. If you use it, joy will come out of that. And so many of us have been, maybe been <clears throat> discouraged maybe by what somebody said or did or afraid of being judged. Um, but when we can get grounded that that is supposed to be used to change the world and change our influence around us, then it's, you know, game on. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 Where can people find your book? Um, my book is on Amazon, plansyhasforme.com. I, I mentioned that if you get the book, you get private, you can, you get access to a private Facebook group <clears throat> where we can, uh, we encourage, I post in there, you know, give lots of encouragement and guidance as a coach. Um, I have, if you want access to a free kickstart video, I mean, Kickstart method for alcohol freedom is on my website, which is www.theplanshehasforme.com. 
And I just about a week and a half ago was brave enough to start a TikTok channel and Instagram. And that's at Roseanne, Roseanne Forte Plans. And that's R-O-S-E-A-N-N-F-O-R-T-E. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, because people would say, well, where can we follow you? And I'm like, mm, I guess I have to be followed somewhere. <laughs> so it's been fun, though. It's been fun kind of pressing in and leaning into things that used to be uncomfortable. And again, when you know that you're using your gifts for a purpose, then you just become fearless in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I'm so happy that um, I have your book right here and I have read some of it and really enjoyed it. I thought it was wonderful. I actually gave it to a friend um, and then I asked for it back so I could look at it again because I read it a while ago because um, I knew I was going to be talking with you today. Um, but I think it's wonderful and I think it's wonderful that there is another option for people who are struggling with bad habits um, and that they don't, there's not just one thing they have to do, um, that there are other options and especially an option that brings you closer to God. I think that's, that's key. Yeah. And it's, I, I, I actually don't even take the credit. I read the book and I'm like, did I write that? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was fairly Holy Spirit driven. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And, uh, I wanted to mention something else, but, oh, um, yeah, thank you for having me. I really appreciate um, letting people know that there are, there are, there are other options. Uh, oh, that's what I was going to say. <clears throat> While this may not resonate with everyone, um, it resonated with me and a lot of people as an enrollment coach. I used to talk to people where I was the first human being they ever shared that they had a problem with. Um, but getting trying to get rid of some languaging, I think, is helpful. So I, I try and get rid of the alcoholic, sober, recovery, and um, alcoholic, sober, recovery. Addiction? addiction yeah and so I, i'm choosing to be alcohol free because it's a far better way to live you know what i mean and um i mean it's slow going people people that have been you know people have been lives have been saved and transformed through aa so i'm not trying to take away from that i, I want to give them all the credit i just think having another um methodology for people who felt the same as me going, yeah, I want this methodology, you know, I, I don't want to, and it, <clears throat> it's easier in coaching or in the book too, because I give, people don't need to walk into a party with alcohol and go, I'm an alcoholic and I'm giving it up. <laughs> like they can just say, I'm not drinking, I'm taking a challenge and oh my gosh, I feel so much better. So I'm going to just keep going and see what happens. And then after that, you know, why aren't you drinking? Well, you know, I took this challenge. I feel so much better. I'm just going to keep going. Nobody, everybody's kind of like, well, that's super cool, right? As opposed to, I'm so sorry. I, I don't want to drink in front of you. Is it okay? To, you know what I mean? I just, mm. and people still do that to me. Is it okay if I drink? I'm like, drink all you want. I like, I don't care. You know, it doesn't bother me. It just, 
I choose not to. It didn't treat me well. You know, mm. so um, just a whole different conversation, an easier conversation to have. Yeah. Do you think it's harmful to uh, there is, is something I talked to someone who um, it, it goes to AA and they've talked about how a lot of people, they say they're in recovery. And then there's one meeting that actually says I'm recovered. Do you think that those words recovery and recovered um, are harmful or you just do not like to use them? Or what are your thoughts on that? I, I like to stay away from those words because they elicit um, a thought in people that is negative. And let, let me just give an example. I used to be a, a really heavy smoker and I didn't, I was a person that I never did things. I'm, I'm like pedal to the metal. So <clears throat> I drank a lot. I smoked a lot. I drank, I smoked two packs of cigarettes a day and I quit. Um, and it was, it was so much harder, by the way, than quitting alcohol. Um, I was not a smokeaholic, a cigarette-aholic, and I didn't recover from it, right? And yet, it, if we look at the alcohol and cigarettes, they're a substance, right, <laughs> that created a habit or an addiction. Um, I'm not in recovery for the rest of my life. I'm choosing not to smoke because, dang it, that was really bad for me. <laughs> so <clears throat> I don't know if that directly answers your question. I don't want to take away the terminology from those that work because that terminology works. You have been successful. That's okay. But I also know people that went to meetings and have seen my book and they're like, oh my gosh, this is such... I want this, right? Because they're, my understanding, I've never been to AA, but my understanding is they're taught that this is going to be a struggle for the rest of their life, mm. right? And if we believe it's going to be a struggle for the rest of our life, our actions follow our thoughts, right? And I don't feel like it's going to be a struggle for the rest of my life. I am so, you know, yeah, a romantic thought might come in every so often. And I'm like, wow, that's a lie from the enemy. <laughs> like, Amen. <you> know? <laughs> like, yeah. So um, it's just a different way. There's a lot of ways to tackle a problem. I am out here trying to, to bring about a new way, a transformation, and quite frankly, a, an evangelical message. I never thought of myself as an evangelist. But if I can get people to dig into God's word for 84 straight days, I know for a fact that is transforming lives, you know? So. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on. And we're getting um, close to the end of our session on Zoom. So I want to wrap it up. <laughs> but I am really appreciative for you coming on and sharing all this information. I think it's wonderful. And I am praying that more people will buy the book who are struggling and need help and that it will continue to transform people's lives. And I think it's awesome that you're a coach and helping people. Yeah. Thank you. I just, it's God's used every bit of my life to bring me here. So I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, of course.